Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Hello, Montana. The Big Sky releases a comprehensive diversity and inclusion plan. Jeff Snavely will not be fired at Derby. And Shan Schillinger in studio with us. It is Tutel and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Outstanding to be with you on this Friday afternoon. Congratulations, boys and girls. You made it to another weekend, the penultimate weekend, heading into the 4th of July, I might add. So that feels like a little extra on the weekend side of this thing. Hope you are having a great day. We appreciate you being with us. Uh, let's take a look at what we have in the show today. We're going to open up a couple of comments, a couple of things that have gone on at the big sky level. Uh, a lot of different organizations are coming out with various steps, I think, that they're trying to take. This is one thing coming out of uh, uh, the ongoing conversation, Black Lives Matter, and and various uh, you know racial open dialogue that has happened over the course of the last several weeks, last month. Uh, across the country of of what I, I think are some good direct, directives that are taking place, some steps that are being taken place uh, to uh, to continue not just the conversation, but perhaps even enact some uh, some you know actual steps uh, of of openness in that regard. And the Big Sky Conference is one that is trying to do that. Travis DeCure was one of a number of uh, members of the conference that was on a conference call uh, called a conversation for all. So we'll get into that a little bit. What took place at the conference level and what is being implemented there. I think it's interesting uh we will have here coming up 15 20 minutes from now shan schillinger the uh, safeties coach at the university of montana a former grizz uh spent some time in the nfl and uh, has been back at the university of montana for quite a little while obviously a very well known and yes baker montana let's hear it stand up boys and girls right is that what we're doing right here it's like my uh one of my best friends in the world is Jace Palmer, who played DN for the Grizz. Mm-hmm. Grew up with Jace my whole life. Jace and Shan lived together in the dorms, so that's how I got to know Shan initially. Mm-hmm. But like that whole group of redshirt guys, when they were all redshirt and they're all living in Craig Hall, that is a moment in time that I don't know will ever be repeated, where you had 27 guys from the state of Montana who all redshirted together. 
to me, that is one of the number one factors as to why those guys went undefeated and went to the national championship in 2008 and 2009. But like Jace used to always say, this kid from Baker is the fastest kid in the history of the state of Montana, man. He's like, I can't believe how fast this guy is. So uh, we'll look forward to having a conversation with him. Uh, top of the hour, Sean Rainey going to join us now. It, it, many people have been following what's been going on down in Darby. Uh, Jeff Snavely, who has been the football coach since 2014, uh, made uh, a comment on Facebook uh, that was not well received and uh, put him basically in in a situation where he had a meeting, a Zoom meeting uh, with the board of directors or a board uh, of the representing uh, the Derby School District and the football team to see whether he should retain his job. It was a a, a, a seemingly racially charged uh, comment in response to uh, protests and and uh, and things that are going on that were going on in Salt Lake City. It's several weeks old, but just now, ha- did he meet before the board? He will not be fired for the comment that he made, but uh, will have uh, some repercussions, some of which we think we know, some of which we don't. But Sean Rainey was invited uh, to be the member of the media in the Zoom call, and so he will be with us just to flesh out. Okay, what exactly took place? What was the you know what, what was the format of this? thing who you know what were the comments that were made and what was the explanation that was given so we'll hear from him because this is a story that you know has been uh, uh, followed by a lot of people and I think uh, a lot of people wanted to see how you know Darby would react what the fallout of this thing would be and so we will get into that with Sean Rainey at the top of the hour also it's Friday so we do despite all that want to have you know a little bit of fun so our friend Carolyn's going to swing by dude chick who does no sports with us as we like to do every friday around here so we'll have some fun that way as well so there you go that is the show outlook if you want to call 361-3688 is the phone number all guests join us via the rankish brothers rv phone line and if you'd like to listen live you can do so on the world wide web 1029espn.com you go to that www machine you plug in the number and the letter and you get yourself a live stream of this show or of this station not this show four to six every Weekday afternoon, Mountain Standard Time. The stream is available thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. I know it seems like things aren't getting better. I know sometimes it feels like things are getting worse, but I'm here to tell you they're getting better. One example I have of this is Coulter found a second hat on earth that fits his head. Oh, my gosh. Look at you. Look and it's, at and it's the tribe it's again. special ordered. This is, from, this is from your advice, actually, because I actually now have three hats that fit in my Three? Head. I have my old school one that's uh, the one I wear golf, and it's pretty sweat I mean, the first stained. one is not, a, is not a hat. It is just <laughs> it's a, a parachute. Lid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lid. With a, it's, with a it's, bill it's, on it's the it. one I've been playing golf in for several yeah. years, so it's... Uh, it's interesting. Let's say that. <laughs> yeah, but then it's I got well the, I got the Cleveland with the C. Beautiful hat. And then Love I just got hat. this one. I actually... I'm, I'm a little bit... This is made out of that that wicked mesh. Yes. This is like the alternative hats that they wear in the really hot summer days. Mm. It's brand new, but I'm almost hesitant to turn it into my golf hacks. I think it could be cooler, but it's black and it's new. And so I think I might as well just roll with the the old wool one. There is a point in time with hat wearing, and for all the hat, hat wearing folks out there, I think you'll agree with me on this. Uh, when you get a brand new hat, Man, that thing is that's put on the shelf. That's oh, yeah. kept in a nice spot. Man. It's brought out only after you've had a shower and washed oh, your and, hair. And, and people don't understand too, like these new eras. They're like the real baseball caps. I mean, they're expensive. Man. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean this this is forty five dollars. Crazy. Know? How much? So you gotta like take care of it. But if you do take care of them, they last forever. I mean, like that one I wear golf, and I've had that one for years and years. But then here's the thing: is like. The activities you might do where a hat would be more than just a nice accoutrement, but might actually come in sure. as a tool, right? like when you're golfing in the sun, it has to cross some threshold of like number of wears and, and yes. like level of dirt where it's not yes. dirty, but it's dirty enough where you can justify, okay, I can take this hat out now right. and wear it on the golf course. That doesn't happen that often where that is a justifiable thing to do. I, I don't expect to see that particular hat. Uh, out there on the golf course anytime soon. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I can. I don't think I can do it. People are wondering why I've been wearing hats a lot more lately. It's because this is the longest my hair has ever been. I, you know me. I go to the barber like a lot. You you have a problem. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, we used to have a promo that ran on ESPN. Something about how I, I the only thing I like is good haircut. But uh, <laughs> you know, don't have as much hair as I once did, and. Uh, I need a haircut. I'm going to Compass Barbershop next okay. week. Okay. Got it. I mean, they 
they do such a good job. They've been booked for a long time. So yeah. uh, I, I'll be in, so I'll be uh, not wearing a hat as much, but that's why I've been doing it. We lately. also should mention, we realize our spot, you know, within the uh, lineup on uh, the ESPN radio, and Will Kane just finished his uh, show for the day and thus for his tenure with ESPN, the final Will Kane show uh, just coming to a close just before we went on the air. So our best to Will and his continued uh, endeavors, whatever they may be, and everybody seems to be kind of in the dark, though some stuff has been leaked. Who knows? what's real and not but uh you know certainly a uh, a different way to go about it a different voice on espn radio and i think a good you know he's, he's a pro's pro as far as it goes and uh you know we uh are aware that uh, that this was his final show and wish him the best as far as that goes uh do you think when we have our final show coulter in 2020 or 2050 depending on how the covid thing goes that we're gonna have that we're gonna cry you're gonna cry Mm, I don't know. God, I think I'm probably done for. You know, I'm weepy, man. I get anything. I'm like my mom, man. They were just like, you know, the wrong commercial, and I got to look away. Really? Nah, it's not quite. I don't that think bad. that's true. It's not quite that bad. It's, it's, it's more about a moment. It's like you know the mental state. If you if you come in expecting that it's going to be a problem, and now all of a sudden it becomes one. You know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I don't usually get blindsided by it that often, but but sometimes I will be like, oh man, this could be a, this could be a tough spot. You know, you get it, daughters, man, they make you soft. You know, that that's indeed true. Yeah, and it's been uh, second, and that's a good softening, secondhand softening by me, just being friends with. Oh, you. Oh yeah. Oh man, the, you you've turned soft, so that I've turned softer, and uh, it here's hurts. here's the thing: is like I had two girls first, and I was you know. Oh, it's just love and rainbows and unicorns. And then I, we gave birth to just a violent man. <laughs> he indeed is, Kai dude. That's, is why, like, that's why I'm always claiming him in case anything bad ever happens. Man, kid is just straight Because I can pain. see it. I can see it in him. Um, quickly, it's Friday. It's hot outside. Might I offer you, recommend to you all, an iced coffee from the Florence Coffee Company. It's delish. It's our Florence. Did you get a hot one still? Absolutely not. I'm going to tell you what's in here. This is a, this is Reese a got a hot one. one. Uh, yeah, Reese got a hot one. It's interesting because you, it's like if it's hot outside, you think you want to take a cold shower. And if you take a cold shower, it feels great. But then when you get out, it feels warm again. Whereas if you take a warm shower and you get out of the shower, it feels cool. So it's like, when do you want it? It's sort of like drinking a hot coffee. Okay, now you, I'm warmed up on the inside. feels cooler relatively. I don't know what I'm talking about. What I do know, <laughs> what I do know is that the Florence Coffee Company is open. They, you are almost certainly near a kiosk right now. An iced coffee heading into the weekend is absolutely the way to go. You got your, what, iced Americano standard? Iced Americano standard, little, splash cream. Little cream. Tree shots. I got the power shot. Okay. The power shot. Okay. You, you know what this is? The, I don't know. The elimination of all the stuff you don't need, namely water. Okay. It's, this so it's, is, it's a hot cup full of ice. Espresso right over the top of the ice, no water, cream, whipped cream on the top of that. Okay. And then this keeps it somewhat insulated, okay. the so, cold insulated, but it's, shall we say, strong, strong on strong on strong. I, I fancied myself a barista. I worked at a gym in Bozeman, front desk for uh, about five years, and I, I used to pick up the weekend shifts because they started at 545 in the morning, so <laughs> it was brutal at first, but it would get me rolling on the weekend out. always. Right. And... Uh, we I used to make the members that wanted coffee right before their workout some honey, triple shot espresso, splash of cream. Don't let it sit. Bang it. Put it pound up. it. There you go. Well, this is very similar to that. It's a little it's got a little bit of cream in there. It's got the whipped cream on top just to make it a little, you know, nice. But it is uh it's gonna get you there. And the power shot, I'm enjoying it very much. So uh Huge variety, huge list of things over at the Florence Coffee Company. But it's our Friday afternoon for Florence Coffee Company Coffee Break. Our appreciation to them. And, hey, you're cruising around. You're driving places. You're going to the lake. You're going to the woods. You're going to the rivers. Maybe you're just going home. Go to the Florence Coffee Company. Get yourself set up on a Friday afternoon. Uh, Coulter, the Big Sky released a comprehensive diversity and inclusion plan. Uh, this was earlier today. Uh, it says this is released now from the conference itself. Nearly 1,500 Big Sky student athletes, coaches, and athletic department staff members joined what they're uh, a, a, quote, a conversation for all. 
And this was a bunch of people that were in and on a Zoom call, but only a handful of folks were actually, you know, it's it's, it's effectively like if you were going to a lecture or, or kind of a roundtable conversation, mm-hmm. six, seven people up on the stage having a conversation, mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. else there watching. So you get 1,500 people, students, administrators, coaches from around the conference, all yep. with access to watch, you know, yep. the conversation. but. A group of people who were in the conversation, and specifically from the University of Montana, Travis DeCure, the head coach of the Grizzly men's basketball team, who uh, we are efforting for next week. Hopefully, we'll have him on this show uh, next week as well at some point. But Sac State's athletic director, Northern Arizona's women's basketball coach, uh, uh, Northeastern Washington uh, football uh, player, Eric Berrier, track and field uh, athlete from Southern Utah. So, a couple of student athletes, a yep. couple of coaches, a couple ADs, and then you sit there, and, and Tom Wister, so the commissioner of the conference yeah mark Orr from sac state so this is this is interesting and i don't want to go too far into the weeds on this but i always think that sometimes that some things are are best said in in intimate situations and maybe not in public so Mm. this forum was broadcast on youtube to people that were in the big sky conference but it was not made public the big sky tweeted out a couple clips but then those clips were taken down uh, according to people that I know, um, Travis DeCure said a lot of amazing things on this, but he also did not want it to be promoted. He, he does. I think that's one thing that we're getting in in this entire situation that we've been dealing with. And when it comes to racial injustice and, and all the elements that we've been talking about, when it, how it relates to sports, yeah. Coach DeCure has not wanted to exploit his platform. He is absolutely the most recognizable, the most well-accomplished African-American head coach in the Big Sky Conference in any sport. And I think he has done a great job of using his own personal platform with his Twitter and um, saying, I mean, he, he did a story with MTN sports. I thought was really good. I think we're going to have him on our show next week, but he has not wanted to just be the spokesperson who you don't want to say is getting exploited, but he didn't want to exploit himself. Right. Like we talked about this with Lance Armstrong with the entire thing, with the entire documentary that came out. Like I told you, I actually thought Lance Armstrong was more tolerable after admitting all the egregious things because I thought when he was doing all the exploitation of cancer, it was so exhausting. I respect Travis Secure so much for doing this. But yeah, the, it's, the, it's the difference, right, between being a voice and using the platform that you do have to be a voice in the conversation to say the things that you, that you see and believe in as opposed to being, quote, a spokesperson for... So, it, for for some exactly. group or something, and like I think that. I think yeah. Coach Dakir did want to speak to the people in the league because no I think he has great things to say. I just don't think he wanted it to be a media consumed thing that then you know blows up and everybody's doing it because I think that when the, in this current day of media things they blow up so fast, but they also go away so fast. And the more that you, I mean, I guess sometimes the more impactful they are, the the brighter the sh- the star shoots, and then it's gone. And I think that Coach Dakir wants this to be a conversation that lasts for forever. Yeah, honestly, right? Uh, but the the rest of the panel too. I mean, everybody on this panel was a minority. People will say, "Well, Lori Payne, you know, she's she's a Caucasian woman from Haver, but she, you know, she's gay, so that that's why she was in on this as well, talking about those sorts of things." But from people that watched it, they said that Coach Dakir was excellent, that Mark Orsack, state athletic director, was excellent, that Peyton Green stole the show. She's a young lady, a sprinter from Southern Utah, and uh, I mean Eric Berry also. I mean, he's an All American football player, probably the most prestigious athlete on this. Call, but I, this then resulted in what the Big Sky released today, which is a co- comprehensive diversity and inclusion plan. And I think that we have to give the Big Sky Conference credit, not just for this specific thing, but pr- for pretty much everything that has been a, call it a hot button issue or something that needs attention, or something that needs addressing, or you know, just the restructuring. The Big Sky has been, since Tom Wistershill took over, literally leading the pack. I mean, the Big Sky was the first conference in the country to pass the the rule that if you have any sort of violent crime on your record from the past, you cannot transfer to a big side conference school. They were the first conference to do that. Mm-hmm. They were the first ones to embrace. Uh, they had the gal, Brenda Tracy, who uh, who had been sexually assaulted by football players sometime in the past. They were the first ones to have her come talk to, to a forum of athletes and, um, so I think that the big guy is doing a great job of being progressive, and this is just the latest example of that. Uh, one of the things, or a couple of the things that are that have specifically come out of that, is that November third has become conference wide a mandatory day off uh, for everybody to vote. Yep, uh, and I think that's uh, a really cool thing to do to allow everybody to have their say. And also, I mean, I think 
to have a day off, okay, that's all well and good. And, you know, if you get, uh, you know, what whatever whatever the day is, hedgehog day off, sometimes it's great because it's just a vacation day and you're not necessarily acknowledging the hedgehog, though perhaps you should because it's, you know, he's the one who got you the day off or whatever it is. I'm making this up, you know what I mean? <laughs> you understand? I know there's not actually hedgehog day. I know there's groundhog day, but that, that does not get a My day My parents off. bought their house from Andy McDowell. How about that? Watch Groundhog Day a lot. Actually, Andy McDowell's son, Justin, is one of the good friends of mine. Groundhog Day is a, a, a great film. Uh, in any case, point being, though, if you have off on this particular day, and, and really having off, I mean, you're talking about not, you know, no practice, so on and so forth. I think with the focus on, uh, you know, on the election every, I, I assume this isn't just for this year, but this is now going to be an ongoing, whether it's every two or every four years, that, uh, that election day will be a mandatory day off, that it brings a focus for the student athletes. I mean, historically, right, 18 to 25-year-olds uh, are among the lowest voter turnout group, right? The young, the, the youngest group of voters are often the ones who, you know, seem sometimes the least engaged or find it to be the least impactful to them or whatever it might be. And maybe this is the sort of thing that, you know, starts to, to get people a little more engaged in that, which I think is, I, I, look, man, on one hand, I maybe like a lot of people really don't care for politics all that much. I don't know if that comes through, but I, it's not my deal. Okay. You're pretty informed for somebody that you're not apathetic about it, though. I, I, but here's the thing: I don't think you can be. I don't think in a democracy well, that I, I mean, that I it, think that a great deal of many people are. That's the bane of the, that's the entire downside of reality TV because people really can just say it's too negative, it's too complicated. I'm just going to watch Real Housewives of Orange County. Right. Well, and I think I mean, for instance, I don't watch cable news television of any sort. Okay, at all, period. It's now, not on I my think home. That, I think that uh, and all our fellow Americans could take a note from well, your book. Well, it's because it's not news. It's not, and that's the thing that it's drives me crazy. It's commentary and 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 whatever. It's it's so anyway. The point is, but I do think, nonetheless, regardless of of, of political beliefs, political standing, et cetera, et cetera, it is crucial as as a democratic republic which we live in to be engaged in that way and making your voice heard and being aware of the people you're voting for. And I'm trying to do a better job too of, of, you know, there's a lot of times I go to the ballot box and I know 10 of the races and I don't know 20 of them. You know what I mean? Well, I have never even seen or heard of these people before, you know, in some of the, the, the quote unquote smaller races or whatever. And I think that's, you know, important too, to try and get a handle on that, you know, that. So there's my plug for voting and I'm glad that they're doing this, that they're opening this day up for student athletes and coaches alike to, to make that space to, you know, so there's there's no reason not to, and and, and shining a light on it a little bit as well. Uh, it's also uh, going to continue to uh, honor Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, they're going to have. Uh, that day with Black History Month, so they're going to you know incorporate that and have an ex, uh, uh, an ex, extended emphasis within that. And also, the Student Athletic Advisory Committee is going to enhance its mental health awareness campaign to include focus on racial injustice and its effects on student athletes. I thought that was interesting because mental health has been something that was not that long ago very taboo, just in general. Certainly. And now I, I'm, I'm happy to think is really not taboo at all, but also is thought of, I think, in a fairly narrow way in terms right. of what what are the things that could cause or that would have, you know, mental mental effects. Some of it could be just purely physiologic, physiological. Some of it is certainly exper uh, experiential, but also I think there's a lot of ways and reasons that this stuff can come about in people and people can experience, um, you know, uh, a mental, not even illness, but mental issues that they want to overcome and need to overcome in a lot of ways and respects that people that, you know, you wouldn't come to mind readily. And so to expand it to include, you know, uh, uh, racial injustices, obviously, certainly, and even beyond that, I think is ex to, to make that explicit is important and, and a good thing. And sometimes you just got to call it like it is too. We get, sometimes we tiptoe around some of these more sensitive subjects, but, um, I don't want to imply or even state that more rural, less diverse places are then in turn more prone to racism. I think that racism sadly exists in all all sizes of cities. But 
many of the Big Sky Conference schools are located in remote and isolated and non-diverse places. I, I have had several African-American friends that lived in Missoula that experienced gross racism mm-hmm. here in Missoula. I've seen it in Bozeman, too. I mean, I've seen multiple fights happen at bars because of people just being blatantly racist. And so I do think it's good that they're addressing the mental health avenue of this because yeah. so much of it just tr- truly, purely does come from ignorance. But, I mean, let's say it exactly how it is. It is a probably very strange, a lot of times interesting, but a lot of times trying experience to be a prominent, well-known African-American athlete in mm-hmm. a really small, mostly non-diverse place. And so I think it's great that the Big Sky is addressing all these different things, and I hope that the student-athletes use these resources that are available to them. Yeah, no doubt. It's – it's uh, look, man, I mean, I, I forget what the percentages are, but we're even more white than the national – uh, you yep. know, than the national United States. I mean, it's eight, I think I think eighty eight and ninety percent. I think I think the last Missoula census had us at eighty four percent white. Okay, uh, and I think the last the last United States census had America at seventy two percent. This is nothing, n- not nothing, but but racism aside, let's just put all that over here, okay? If you've never walked into a place where you were the only person that looked like you obviously and immediately right it's it's if if you don't come from a place where that's just your normal experience that is a that is an interesting reality to have and i've had that i've been in those circumstances a number of different times in my life and they were without exception wonderful and it, it was it, it wasn't a matter of judgment it wasn't a matter of anything else but to be the anomaly is is quite a thing, and uh, and and that is something also I think to be aware of. It's two telling one is one two nine ESPN Radio. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, very happy to have the safeties coach at the University of Montana, former Grizz, former NFL football player, Shan Schillinger in studio with us. Excited about this. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back. Two telling one is on a Friday. How about that? Let's roll. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house, and like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house, you left it in my house, and I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Boys and girls, two tell new one is 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Howdy. Happy Friday to all of you. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate that. Excited to be on board at Gus Dutel on Twitter at 1029 ESPN and at Skyline Sports MT. Uh, I mean, somebody market back-to-back days with back-to-back coaches from the University of Montana. This is great right here. I know, it's, this is funny, too. I got to tell you this, Shan. Shan Schilliger in studio with us, safeties coach from Montana. I've been covering the Big Sky now for 13 years. I've been doing it since we, you and I were you know, sophomores in college. 
But this is a first experience for me because you know I've I've been friends with coaches before, but this is the first time somebody that my age who is a full time coach who I you know got together with in college yeah. maybe once or twice. Can I ask you something? Because it makes me feel old, man. We're old. We're that, getting old. That's not what it makes me feel like. It makes me feel like a dang failure because. <laughs> You know, a, a coach at the University of Montana is your same age. The the president of the University of Montana is my That's same actually age. And that also point. makes me feel like I probably took the wrong fork at the wrong road too many times. Uh, Shad, great to have you, man. Thanks well, for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, always uh, appreciate you guys and, and good to be in studio with you. Yeah, happy to have you in the new barn here. This is, uh, this yeah, is exciting. This is beautiful. looks hey, great. I mean... Not that it needed it. You put us anywhere; it's going to look good. But the 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 uh, the the nice desk here does add a certain element to it. Uh, let's talk about some safeties at the University of Montana. Now, you've been there uh, at the university for a little while now in coaching safeties, but. Bobby comes back from San Diego. He's been with Rocky Long. He's got this defense that is like, I don't know, off of like Madden meets Halo <laughs> or something like this. But am I wrong about this? The emphasis and the the importance that is put on your position group of safeties is just 10 out of 10 in terms of what you got an extra safety on the field a lot of times in the Bay's defense. And, and how different has it been to, first of all, learn the defense and second of all, try and implement this thing that is – by anybody's estimation, pretty uh, pretty atypical. Right. No, you're. That's a good uh, analogy of it. Um, you know, it, it is. There's you got three guys on the field, so it's it does take a little bit more um, coaching, I guess. But but that's been a good challenge for me in my young career. Um, the as far as the knowledge part of it for the back end, it's not um, not a ton difference um, up front. As you guys can tell, we do a lot of different movements, uh-huh. uh, a lot of different fronts. So our front six six guys have, have a lot of learning, but in the back end, things carry over. We try to make it as simple as possible so they can go out and play fast. But um, I've really enjoyed it. And, you know, you're starting to see um, this is the University of New Mexico is now going to be running again. Now Zach Arnett down at Mississippi State's doing it. Um, uh, Tony White at Syracuse, so there's starting to be more and more people do it. So it's been really good to, uh, for me in my young career, to learn this. Having the, it, it seems to me that college football, especially defensively, has gone so much more spread about speed to combat the spread and speed of offenses, right? But it seems to me when you're running odd man fronts like Montana State does, or you're running, you know, like you're saying, a kind of a six man box with then five DBs on the field, it seems like you can get way more speed on the field. But it also seems like makes it a little easier to recruit because there's a lot more, you know, 6'1", 200-pound guys out there than there is 6'5", 250-pound guys, right? So, I mean, wh- how much of that element plays into it, just being able to get more athletes and recruit, uh, you know, more prevalently guys onto the field? Uh, you're exactly right, Coulter. I, I, when we recruit a safety, I let them know we play three safeties all the time. And I, we, you know, this Coach Houck's philosophy too, and I agree with it, we make them all um, – learn each each one of them they're all different positions but um so for example our four safety uh we kind of do like the nfl does we don't have backups at each position our four safety is the next best guy and he's going to go in at each one and uh so recruiting wise i let safeties know that hey we play three guys sometimes four um and and that's been very good as far as the feedback you get from recruits and that analyzing the league over the last 25 years the layman fan, everybody, they always point to the quarterback. Everybody wants to see points. Everybody wants to see yards. But, and I've talked with Mike Kramer about this extensively, and him and I both agree, if you got the best safeties in the league, especially in this league, you have the best chance to win the league. It's the most important position, because, especially as the big sky has evolved these last eight or nine years where one week you might be playing Cal Poly and the next week you might be playing Eastern Washington the next week you might be playing Weber State. If you got a dude that can handle all three of those, then you got yourself a dude. But you saw it when you were playing too, right? I mean, Montana, you and Colt were you and Colt Anderson were a pair, but that was a long line of safeties. I mean, you're talking about big sky MVPs like Vince Hunsberger, Trey Young. I mean, some of the best safeties in the history of the league have played at Montana, and that's coincided with Big Sky Conference championships. I mean, what do you think of just how important the position is in this league? That that's a really good thought. I've never. This league is very challenging to prepare for, like you said. Now Cal Poly not going to be triple option, but right. but uh, 
each week was such a different challenge. Um, there were times that your safeties were downplaying linebacker, or other weeks you're having to go out and cover slots all day, um, or playing a true uh, cover two, whatever it may be. Each week it changed so much because of the schemes from your offense. You're seeing change so much. So um, to have versatility within your group is big because, like you said, you go down and play Weber State, they're a lot different than when you go play Eastern Washington. That's, you know, and then go play Cal Poly the next weekend. Um, so it's it's a challenge in that sense, but that's what makes the league great. And um, the Mountain West is similar, I think. I've never obviously never coached there, but they got Air Force and then, you know, Boise and then, you know, the spread team. So it's it's a, it's a unique league from top to bottom. Shannon Schillinger in studio with us, safeties coach at the University of Montana. Shit, I've always been interested, especially in baseball, managers who become the, the head guy at the, in the show at major at the top level of Major League Baseball. It there's like this thing about if you played, the door is so much more wide open. Joe Madden talked about this. He played Triple A for like a decade and didn't get a chance. And if he would have played even two weeks in major leagues, like he would have been a manager much younger, or whatever. Okay, that as an aside. You play in the NFL four years, three with the three and a half, I guess, with Atlanta, and then with the Titans. How much? How much does that impact what you're able to do as a coach, if at all? Um, I would say it's, and sometimes it's it's not fair because there's so many good coaches that I've learned from that didn't play in the NFL or didn't play at all, you know. And I think um, having played in the NFL, you do get maybe a little more instant respect from the guys mm. and not saying that's right. Um, I think they tend to maybe hear you out a little bit more, but it's, it's not, it doesn't even help you. It helps them so that they can just yeah, shut up I, and listen for a minute. I think, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think they, they kind of, okay, well he must know what he's talking about. He played now. That's not always the case, but, uh, <laughs> but no, I think, you know, sometimes it's not fair to others that hadn't played in the league or whatever, but, but I do think you're right. I do think yeah. they tend to, you know, listen, listen a little more. Yeah. Obviously, the level of play is completely different, but what's harder, preparing for a, uh, NFC South divisional opponents or preparing for teams in the Big Sky Conference? Just, just in terms of the diversity of what teams do. I think college football. For real, though, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and you can ask, and you've probably talked to other people that have been in it. It's The NFL is very copycat, and so is college football. Um, you know, but everybody you, in the NFL, they, I mean, you look at the offensive schemes, there's very few teams that are running like something that's totally different than what everybody else is running, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, you're not going to get, like we talked about earlier, such drastic changes from week to week. It's pretty... Well, that's because Aaron Donald's running it, and so you just go <laughs> do your thing. Exactly. And then let her rip, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and this kind of goes back to my playing days a little bit. I always... Now, coming from a small town, but I I thought the the jump from from high school to college was bigger than from mm. college to the professional level. Mm. Um, That's and, interesting. And how much of that though was the guys that you played alongside? Because because there at the, the peak of it, I mean, I've had discussions with some of our old buddies. You know, I mean, the 08, 09 teams were both awesome, but that 07 team. You look oh, at yeah. that team. I mean. You, play, you were playing in a secondary. I think every dude went to the league. I think every guy that started went to the league. Croy's still playing up front. Croy Beerman's still yep. playing up front, too. I mean, I think you had a pro at all three levels. Yep. I think there was like eight NFL guys on on the defense, period, that eventually made it to the league. I mean, how much did that dra- drove you? I mean, you you were around other NFL guys most of your college career. And I think that's probably a good point. That's probably what helped the transition to go to the NFL is you were around a lot of good players that – were essentially ready to go on and play the next level. And our, our system that we ran at the time was uh, was kind of an NFL-based system, I guess. Um, a little different third down-wise than what people do in those situations. But but um, I do think having played with so many good players, that did help the situation and, and um, make the transition easier. You have your position that you coach safeties, and each positional coach has, has his – group then you got the coordinator who's presumably sort of integrating the 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 whole here um but i find it unique in the secondary in general the relationship between the safeties and the corners i think is a little bit more nuanced and and has to be a a lot more hand in glove than maybe the linebackers and the defensive line or something like that now maybe in this system that isn't the case but a lot of times like okay line up line up line up okay here's what we're gonna do when you and coach cox get together and 
have to try and make the dance work everybody together how how much time do you have to spend together and and how how important is that that you you two obviously are on the same page to start with and to get that those two groups to come together in that dance so to speak it's um i've you know you got you get to know people in the profession and it's funny to hear other people's opinion of who they're working with in the secondary and how they get along it's critically important hmm. to uh, to be able to get along with the guy you work next to, and you know, obviously CJ working with the corners and uh, have a great working relationship. Well, Come CJ on. seems like a tough guy to get along with, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, just just rarely happy, rarely smiling, rarely energetic, exactly. and ready to go. Yeah, yeah. 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 I used to have to uh, try to get him in a good mood every day. But, <laughs> yeah, right. but no, he's a, he's great to work with. Um, good football coach organized comes to work every day ready to go you know what you're getting with him there's no up and down and then obviously coach Houck's coach in the secondary for a long time so we always bounce ideas off each other and try to come up with is that a problem what's that that coach Houck is like (laughs) that he that this is like this is his area of expertise also I mean at this point in his career he's done it long enough I know he understands how to let guys do their jobs you do your job but I mean that's sort of like all right it's like playing drums no, into Foo Fighters, no, you know, no like doubt. Dave Grohl's up here. and I, it's, uh, I actually, it's good for us because I look at it as another set of eyes that can acknowledge what's going on. You know, if there's uh, something going wrong, he obviously has some, you know, some answers that could maybe fix something. So, and then, you know, you got to be ready to go every day. You know, he's right. a guy that's been around it and knows it. So there's not a lot of hiding from things if you don't know it. And, and if I ever, I'm never ashamed. I think some of the best coaches I've ever been around will admit, Hey, let me get back to you on this. I'm not positive how he wants it done. So there'll be times I'll go ask him, Hey coach, what do you think the best way to do this is? And mm. I think that's important to have that in coaching. Not can't just be hard headed all the time. And we got to be open-minded with certain ideas. At Blackfoot communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. We got to be ready to go all the time with Bobby Hack, no matter who you are, right? Like we we gotta be ready to go. I go. Oh, I Tuesday, know. Yes, Tuesdays yeah. before practice, five minutes. Go. I already brought him donuts because my phone rang. <laughs> That's right. So I mean, I don't know what to tell you. That's you know? right. That's another interesting element about the big sky, though. Right. I mean, right now you have you have Bobby Houck, you have Jeff Choate at Montana State, you got Jay Hill at Weber State. Those guys were three of the most revered special teams coaches in the country at the FBS level before then taking their head coaching jobs. So what sort of challenge is that? I mean, just the fact that when you're scheming up special teams stuff, you're going against other really good special teams' minds as well. No doubt. There's a lot of good special team scheme in this league. Um, Coach Houck's done a long time, but there is. There's a lot of good coaches that coach the kicking game in this league, which I think it's correlation to how good the teams are, too. That's important. They put a premium on it, and, um, and I think – each week, that's another thing that's really different in the league is the everyone's scheme in the kicking game is wild different. Whereas the NFL, it is this is what people do; it's all right. the same. So that's another change from NFL to college football. I think some fans they don't realize how much scheme is involved in in special teams. And I mean, I've, I've been admiring what Coach Houck has drawn. I mean, I, th- I can't remember a team that Bobby was a part of that didn't return a kick for a touchdown during a year. I mean, I think he had one every year at. San Diego State. Two this year. You guys had two last year and then yeah. at least one, maybe two the year before, and then a punt for a touchdown, touchdown. too. I mean, it, it, it sounds like it should be sort of easy. You find the scheme, you do it. But, I mean, what goes into scheming up a touchdown? How exciting is that when you when you guys do break one? You're right. I think people take it for granted sometimes. There's years that – I think there's been colleges that never have had one. Oh, I mean, I, I've been covering Montana State for 10 years. I've never – I've seen one kicker turn for a touchdown. Sean Johnson, that's it. Yeah. Oh, that's not true. Logan Jones took one back against Portland State. But still, you're talking two in ten years. Yeah. Three different head coaches. Yeah. I mean, there's times that people, you know, we talk about all the time that sometimes people take for granted. But I was talking with our strength and conditioning coach, Coach Nicholson, about this. And that's what's exciting about it. Every time that Malik is back there, you know, there's a chance that we feel like we can score. And people buy into it. Um, Coach does a great job of dialing it up and, 
guys are begging to be on the kick, kick return, the punt return units, and we think it's a great opportunity for us to go out and make an impact on the game. As part of the Grizzly allure, too, right? I mean, taking a kick back at Washington Grizzly Stadium might be the loudest. I mean, harken back to 2009 against South Dakota State, right? Oh, man. When South Dakota State's rolling Montana. It's 41-14 late in the third quarter, and Mariani takes one back. And then all of a sudden... Even though Grizz are down three touchdowns, they got all the momentum in the world, yeah. and they come back and win that it, game. It, it did change the game. And and, and to, to go back this year, uh, we played Southeast Louisiana in the playoffs and a talented offense. And they went down and scored, and it was a kind of a you know discouraging moment. And you could feel them getting a little bit of confidence, and Malik takes back a touchdown. And it was just like you could – I'm in the booth. You could see it on their sideline like, oh, God. And then Monmouth earlier in the year, a team that had won, I don't know, 10, 10 games. Mon- Monmouth finished top 20 in the country. I think they finished top 15 in the country. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, you know, they had a drive, went down and scored and started to get a little confidence. And I think they were down seven in the second quarter. And we take one back. And it just takes the air out of them. And, and you could see it. And so hopefully we can dial up a few more of those this year. And and have a big impact on the game. Grizzly safety coach Shan Schillinger in studio with us. Uh, Shan, I complained to Coach Germer yesterday about uh, illegal man downfield. I'm going <laughs> to complain to you. But I want to ask you, uh, okay, so since we're talking special teams, okay, this formation on the punt unit of having three guys four yards in front of the punter, okay. Now, I know if you're coming to block a punt, you're not allowed to jump over the guys, okay? Yep. So that's a important rule to know to understand it i still don't understand why this makes any sense i mean if you are leave if guys could get a full head of steam and then just roll into a dude maybe you get an arm through maybe you just knock him straight back since yeah. you got the momentum so what is the what is the theory behind the I, the wall in front of the punter but that is also opening all these gaps for whoever they want to come free you know i when i played here for coach we were always a pro style punt and then yeah. going in the league, we were pro-style punt. So I never understood the shield punt. And I'm watching UNLV play. It must have been Coach Houck's second year down there. I don't remember. Second, th- And I see him in the shield punt. And I go, something's up. Because he's not, you know, he's been <laughs> doing. real. Yeah, he's running yeah. the pro protection forever. And uh, I had never really learned it until I went to Nebraska. And I worked with Coach Reed there. And. They sat down and he drew up the protections and I go, man, why haven't we always done this? It's just so much simpler on the front, the protection wise. Uh, you don't have to work it as much as far as the pro style, the kick slide, getting back and blocking guys is takes a lot of time mm. and technique. Um, so I've uh, learned to appreciate it, I guess. Now there's things that obviously like all protections, there's some things that make it difficult, but it's a lot less teaching on the okay. on the. Basically on everybody, really. It's the best explanation I've ever had. <laughs> I don't know if I explained that very good. My, but. my wife didn't help me out with that at <laughs> all. So this was much more informative. Uh-huh. Speaking of punting. Yes. I always go on my rants on the guys who get snubbed on the all big sky. But I thought Adam Wilson was one of the biggest snubs oh. in the whole league. Adam Wilson was the best punter I saw last year. Anywhere. He was so good. And, and another thing that he did that we probably take for granted kicking off too did totally. a great job kicking off and yep so he'll be a he'll be a big loss for us got it punts and kicks and did a lot for us two telling new us one of nine espn radio shan schillinger in studio with us uh shan i want to ask you something on a on a sort of a larger note we know what's been going on here at, at you know the country the last month or so i find your your perspective on this really intriguing you are from baker montana you go to the booming metropolis of Missoula, <laughs> Montana, right? To yeah. which which people people kind of giggle it, but that's a huge adjustment oh, to yeah. come no from. Doubt. Are you kidding me? To yeah. come from Baker to to you know the the second largest city in the state, and then you go to Atlanta, Georgia, you know of all places. And I realize it's all in the context of football and what it is to be in a team and a family and all that. But for you, I mean, we a lot of times talk about guys coming maybe from Southern California, some of the African-American players from from different, you know, urban centers around the country to Montana. And what's that like? But what was it like for you going to other places, coming to Missoula first and then going to, to Georgia as well? And what did you learn throughout, you know, your, your time uh, in those places and living, you know, in, in, in places hugely different, completely different from what Baker is? Uh, yeah, no, that's great analogy. I... 
the one thing that I've taken away from growing up in a town of 2,000 people it's coming here to what 85,000 roughly mm -hmm. to millions in Atlanta is there are good people everywhere of all races religions whatever um, and there are I, I take I guess uh, that's, that's what got me in into coaching I really missed being around a group of guys from everywhere mm. and uh, it was and you guys know you get to cover it, you get to see guys, but there's something about being on a team with just in Atlanta. My best friend on my team on the team was a guy from Pittsburgh, Kansas, small town in Kansas. My other best friend was a guy from Missouri or uh, St. Louis, mm -hmm. kind of tough part of St. Louis. Another one was from a tough part of the Bay Area, and it's just kind of cool how you can all come together from all parts of the country, and for one common goal to be a part of a team and to you know go out and play for one each other each week but i do believe that you know like i said from a small town to the big city you know surround yourself with the right people and there's good people everywhere i do really, i do believe that yeah. last time chase reynolds was in here he told a great story about when he was trying to explain to some of his teammates like where drummond montana is <laughs> what it is they're like you played what you played eight man like no wonder you scored 50 touchdowns a year bro like you played eight man <laughs> But did, did any of your buddies have any comprehension of what Baker, Montana oh, yeah. is like? Well, and then a few of them came up for the wedding. I'm like, you know, this is going to be a little different than <laughs> what you're used to, you know. And um, But I kept telling people, I'm like, yeah, I had, you know, 40 kids in my graduating class. Like, 40 kids in your graduating class. I'm like, yeah, our school was only 200 kids. And like, they, they just had a hard time Even wrapping their mind yeah. around, you know, that. So, but that's that's what, you know, you culturize yourself. You get to know people from everywhere. And that's it's right. it's... It's awesome. The game of football is, that's what makes it so great. Uh, well, we're excited about the game of football. We no are, doubt. We uh, are hopeful and expectant about the game of football. And uh, and we look forward to uh, to the season, to the secondary, to the safeties, uh, and uh, and to uh, everything that goes along with it. Shan, thanks so much for being here. It was a blast having you, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate what you guys do, and, and thanks for having me in studio. Shan Schillinger, safeties coach of the Montana Grizzlies, is with, is with us today. We were with him last Friday at Canyon River Golf Club. Ooh. Canyon River is, well, it's as good as it gets in this part of the world, boys and girls. Summer is here. you got to get out and play a little bit of golf. There's has been not a lot to do anyways. Now there's a little bit more still worth getting around in. If you go out there, you're certain to see a celebrity because Coulter lives there. So <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, you know, you go out and check it you out. Behind me in the fescue. <laughs> yeah, he's, what is that a buffalo in the grass? <laughs> nope, it's Coulter looking for his ball. It's fine. Uh, eighteen hole championship course. You know where it is over in East Missoula, right along the Clark Fork River. Beautiful, beautiful setting, and the course is in perfect condition. Everything is spectacular. The greens manicured to an absolute T. And you go online. CanyonRiverGolfClub.com. You can book your tee time and save big all season. They got great rates, some hot, hot tee times. It gets you huge reductions in cost. So go out there, uh, CanyonRiverGolfClub.com. Go online to check out all the deals all year long. Set your tee time right now and, you know, go out and enjoy a nice walk in the park along the river, Canyon River Golf Club. After this, we'll be right back. Kevin Van Valkenburg nailed the tweets. Hard to do, I know. I've done a lot of them. His is great. We'll tell you what it was next. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right. Golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top of mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a thousand of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they are talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info 
at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. I can ride my bike with no handlebars, no handlebars, no handlebars. I can ride my bike with no handlebars, no handlebars. If you could be a scientist or an artist, which would you choose? There is a right answer. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. I have friends that are both scientists and artists, and several of them are listening, and I know that I've got uh, myself on the hot seat either way that I answer this question. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, great to be with you. Um, Coulter, Kevin Van Valkenburg, a... Uh, Phenomenal sports writer, ESPN senior writer, and University of Montana alum. Is that right? He went. He went to the university. Went absolutely, absolutely. He's a Missoula, Missoula Hellgate alum. In fact, former Grizz football player. Um, I, I, uh, I knew that. His, you know, of course, his mother's great professor at the university taught you, made you give you gave you nightmares. You know me, Gus. I'm not very scared of very many people. <laughs> Carol Van Valkenburg's the scariest person I know. Yeah. And I, if, I, if by chance she's lifting, I say that with all love, Carol, you of course. you influenced my life as much as any person. Carol's red pen. That was what we were scared, scared of. Scared into spelling the name correctly. Oh, no, you, uh, no, 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 no. You spelled the name incorrectly, you fail. That's yeah, Carol's yeah. policy. It is an F. You know what? It's a great policy it is. for what, you're, what, what, what is being taught. And perhaps not surprisingly, then her son becomes an outstanding sports writer as well. Anyway... This just this just did it for me. Here's this tweet today. Golf is going on. PGA Tour. Kevin Van Valkenburg obviously covering golf extensively. Truly my favorite thing about the Bryson experience. Bryson DeChambeau, boys and girls, if you're wondering. If you don't know who he is, this won't make any sense. But if you do, you should love it. My favorite thing about the Bryson experience is when he nukes like a gap wedge 190 yards when the shot requires that he hit it 180, and he stares slack-jawed at the distant point in the sky as if to ask, Dear God, why has the math let me down yet again? This is 100% true. Bryson DeChambeau, who's got all his clubs the same length and believes that all the angles and the swings, if they're identical and replicable, you can tell to the fraction exactly what the ball's going to do and everything like that. Why has the math let me down again? It's better to be an artist than a scientist, okay? And to all my dear scientist friends, of which I have many, God bless you. If I could be either, I would be happy. But I can't be. But it is, you're never going to get it right on a golf course with math, man. You got to go out there and you just got to feel it. Bryson DeChambeau, I can't say with certainty how much weight he put on. He put on oh. no less than 30 pounds in the offseason, maybe more. No question. If you haven't watched him, you got to watch him. He, he redefines the phrase swinging out of your shoes. He, he does a full, almost like Albert Pujols hip throw. On the uh, on the tee box, it's his feet are facing forward. Yes, when he's done swinging, no other professional golfer I've ever seen has their feet like this. If you watched the uh, Travelers Championship on this last weekend, on number nine, he's sitting there on the tee box. It's a uh, three hundred and ninety nine yard dog leg right par four. He cuts the corner over the trees. The group ahead of him. They're not in the fairway. This isn't this isn't where you're playing out of the local municipal. They're all in the green. John Rahm is sitting there standing over his putt. Bryson DeChambeau hits it so high and so far, the ball goes over John Rahm's head while he's putting. He's startled because how could this possibly be happening? We're on the PGA Tour. Why is somebody hitting a seven iron into me? And then he realizes it's coming from the tee box. So he stares at the ball and then stares back at the tee box, and Bryson DeChambeau just gives him a salute, <laughs> chugs a bottle of water, starts walking. <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau, this is a great story. This is an article right now on Golf Digest, uh, on golf, golf.com. Yeah. The article is, Bryson DeChambeau just hit a 428-yard drive, dot, 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 and made bogey. Yeah. <laughs> He, he should be my hero, he, but he isn't. The, the the tournament that was before the Travelers, I can't remember which one it was. It was the, oh, man. It, it was the first tournament, a full tournament back after the, the pan, after the quarantine. He drove 
well, he, he got credit for driving three greens and did not birdie any of the holes because he dr- got credit for driving the green because the ball went over the green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a big swing. He definitely has put some weight on intentionally, and he uh, he's mashing. And he's playing really well. He just hasn't won quite yet. His, his, sw- his average swing speed right now, for, for people that have watched golf, guys like Tiger Woods in their prime swing about 115 miles per hour. Bryson DeChambeau, his average swing speed is 135. His average ball speed, 186 miles per hour. You'd like that velo, that exit velocity going? Uh, Put him in Major League Baseball. All right. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, hour number one in the books, hour two straight ahead. Sean Rainey, our friend Sean Rainey from SWX, going to join us. Going to talk about uh, what's going on with Jeff Snavely, the uh, football coach in Derby. Uh, just uh, met with the committee and uh, is going to be reprimanded but not fired for his post uh, of at the end of last month. So we'll get into specifically what, what took place uh, there. So we'll do that right after this. Hey, Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. The weather is warming up and it is time to get your dirt biking, off-roading, and on-liking activities to a maximum with Kurtz Polaris. Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes top in the industry, brand new for the season at Kurtz. They also have great Polaris side-by-sides, including the hard-working Ranger and Fun Fast Razor. If you're looking for a little leisure time, well, we can accommodate that. How about the Crest Pontoon Boats? Yes, that's right. Pontoon Boat. That's what I'm talking about. You know you can ski behind these pontoon boats? Yeah, I do. Now? Yeah. Like, go for it right there. Okay. Crest Pontoon Boats, they're available at Kurtz. Everything you need for the summer to enjoy it the right way. Summer the way you always envisioned with Kurtz Polaris online. KurtzPolaris.com. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 